Hey everyone, it's Ricardo, and here is the Popping Collars lineup for the month of September 2020. Betsy, Greg, Liz, and I discuss workplace pop culture on Popping Collars, celebrating those fictional characters who do their jobs well. Take two sees the return of our first ever podcast guest, Chris Arnold, coming back to talk about our first ever podcast topic, Orange is the New Black. Betsy and Greg review My Left Foot, starring Daniel Day-Lewis on Going On 30. Finally, Greg and special guest Shayna Watson explore what many people are saying is the best episode of Star Trek ever, The City on the Edge of Forever, on this month's Sacred Six. Thanks for listening, and keep those collars popped. Previously on Popping Collars. Welcome to Take Two where we give a former guest of Pop and Collars the chance to come back and update their view on a piece of pop culture. I am your host. My name is Greg Knight. And this month, my returning guest is Chris Arnold. Welcome back to Pop and Collars, Chris. Hello, Greg. It has been ages since we've it talked. It's good to talk to you again. It has been an age. And a hot minute. <laughs> I'm going to set you up for this one. It was our first episode of the podcast the date was july 17th 2014 and the subject was orange is the new black when we recorded that episode orange had just released its second of what would ultimately be seven total seasons the primary (laughs) character from season one piper chapman was beginning to fade back into what would ultimately be a more prominent ensemble cast Subsequent seasons of the show would also tackle the sins of private industry prisons with an emphasis on systemic racism, sexual assault, and even the detention of immigrants being featured in prominent storylines. So, Chris, the floor is yours. What is your take two on the legacy of Orange is the New Black, knowing what we know now? I'm trying to cast my mind all the way back to that first episode, that new podcast smell. So Orange is the New Black, here's my hot take, that it is a very, very important show that became a victim of the fact that all of the topics that it was trying to deal with got way hot at the same time. Hmm. So Orange is the New Black is dealing with with LGBTQ issues, it's dealing with race, it's dealing with the prison system at a time when all of those things are blowing up. So I think those last couple of seasons, and I really stopped watching after season four, but I dip my toe in the water now and then, you know, Mm -hmm. and it just felt as though society was too hyperactive for the show. So the show was forced into this position where it really had to try and respond to everything that was going on. 
so thinking back to our first conversation about this, we talked a lot about characters the first time we talked about it um, and what drove the characters, what was like the guiding principles for each of the characters mm-hmm. on the show. They were all coming from different backgrounds and the show itself sort of set that up, right? Because it would go into flashbacks of how the women had gotten yeah. into prison and stuff. So it seemed like it was a show that was devoted to character study. Yeah. I think that you're right. I think that it be, it went from being a character driven drama to an issue oriented series. That's another thing that happened. So that I think it shifted from being more of a comedy to being more of a drama because that weird thing was it 2015 where the Emmys decided that if it was an hour long format, it had to be a drama. And if it was a half hour long format, it had to be a comedy. It forced it to be less comedic, more dramatic. And it should be said that the show advocated for for prison reform. Like at, at some point, it became less of a show and more of an advocacy platform for understanding this is how private prisons work. And these are the flaws that are inherent in a private prison system. Now, that's a really particular way of doing art because now it's not art reflecting back. Now it's art sort of taking the reins and sort of driving where it wants the public discussion to go. But that, so that raises a question where with the increasing polarization of the country, certainly since 2016, since the election, can you be a responsible artist and not do your part to drive forward whatever your political agenda is? Do you remember Lost? Hmm. I made it through the first episode and then the guy got sucked into the airplane engine and I was like, Nope, no, Nope. No, thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> that happens really early on. So you yeah, missed out on lost. So, um, so on lost, if you go and you, you are a pop culture nerd enough to watch the audio commentary, the creator audio commentary for that pilot episode of lost, what you'll hear is JJ Abrams say, you know, the studio, they wanted to do a show about a plane crash and people stuck on an island. So we made a show. But they had no idea, like, what the show was going to be, where it was going to go, what it was going to do, right? Like, there was no, like, understanding that there was an end that it was building towards. I kind of feel that way about Orange is the New Black. I think it was a show that was created based on a book. They knew that they had at least one season. And then... The show could be whatever they wanted it to be at that point. I think that where the show ended was probably not where they thought the show was going to be when they started. I think between episode one of Pop and Collars and now, it does feel like the world (laughs) has. So, but does that mean we just can't have fun anymore? Like everything's got to be a commentary, everything's got to be a take, everything's got to be advocacy because pretty much everyone I know feels like we're fighting for our lives, no matter what their political position is. Mm. It just feels like there's so much crisis going on in the world now that everything has to serve a tactical purpose of making the world a better place. We can't just blow off steam and chill. Even Uh, pop culture. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't think so, because otherwise the Kardashians wouldn't still be on. But I do think it's it's I do think it's interesting that you can take a whole different approach to art, you know, like um 
popular art doesn't have to just be one thing. It doesn't have to just be a Marvel movie, which doesn't really have a ton to say about anything. Yeah. It can also be a tool for justice. And so I think that I think shows like Orange is the New Black are important even if they have diminishing returns. Here's one of the things that struck me as I went back and listened to that first episode. We were all talking about this like this brave new thing that Netflix was doing by bringing out its own original series and you could hear it in our voices. We were like what is going on? Like Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> Blockbuster Online is doing its own original series. And now, like Netflix and Amazon, it's all original programming, right? And mm-hmm. then supplementary to that, they might carry terrestrial or or vintage TV shows. I know. It is funny listening to us talk about Netflix as if it's like this new thing. Yeah. And now it's just one of many. Maybe we're the ones in prison pop culture prison. <laughs> so I, I am related to somebody uh, who, who works in corrections in a state prison. And um, it is nowhere near as dramatic as Orange is the New Black. Imagine not. Nowhere near as dramatic. I, I think it, it is, it's very interesting where we are at this time, having seen such a massive increase, even since the first season of Orange is the New Black. Just a massive increase in in the dialogue around incarceration, what's going on on the borders, and then you know how how the the police and policing tactics play into the functioning of society. It's I think that if you were to make Orange Is the New Black ten years from now, if you were to start over again with a book written by a woman at a minimum security federal prison, and then turn her story into a TV show and then let that run for seven seasons. That would be very different than Orange is the New Black turned out. You know, what started as a fish out of water story of a white lady, sorry, you know, suburban white lady being put in a, in a place that we didn't understand. Like, yeah, that, that becomes a very different story when we, have been sort of confronted with whose stories these are. Piper. I only have a minute now. I'm calling from the guard's office. Are you okay? I'm wearing granny panties and I've only spoken to white people. <laughs> you joining the Aryan nation? I don't know, but there's a nun here. And you're not allowed to sleep in your bed only on top of it. That's weird. I know, right? And when I got here, they gave me these little uh, bars of hotel soap, but no shampoo. But I think that I can borrow some from other white people. Um, Chris, thank you so much thank for coming you, Greg. back on and talking Orange is the New Black. Chris, <laughs> update us on where you are these days and what you're doing. Right. I am in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, in the diocese, the Episcopal Diocese of Fond du Lac. And I am a, a priest at the Episcopal Church here in town, which is called Trinity. I also have two podcasts of my own that I'm going to shamelessly plug right now. You can find out about both of them on Facebook, if you find the page Apple Tree Podcasts, or on Twitter, Apple Tree Pods, at Apple Tree Pods. And those two podcasts, one of them is called This Calling, which is vocation stories. I talk to people about their calling, their their work in the church, and how they got there, and what they've learned along the way as God was leading them that way. And then the other podcast is called Notes from Norwich, and I talk with two of my friends about 
Julian of Norwich's Revelations of Divine Love. We're like 10 episodes into that. So you can find out about both of those at Apple Tree Pods on Twitter or Apple Tree Podcasts on Facebook. And that's also how you get a hold of me if you want to. Chris, thank you again for coming on the show. Keep those colors popped and we'll see everybody next time. <laughs>